Hi, welcome to the As You Are podcast. It's Advent season, and this is our second session. We are so excited for this week. We are going to be exploring the word peace and what that means for us in our daily lives. You may have heard Jesus described as the Prince of Peace. We want to dive into that a little bit and more, so settle in. All right, it's week two of Advent. This week we focus on peace. So I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be good. Yeah, I don't know about you, but this has already been a positive thing for me because it's been a way for me to think about Jesus and the real meaning of Christmas rather than shopping. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I am trying to knock out my shopping, though. I think I'm almost done because the Black Friday sales were pretty good. But Anna and I are also doing this daily devotional, an Advent devotional by a girl named Hannah Brincher. So yeah, it's been keeping my priorities straight. I don't know about you, Anna, but it's been definitely keeping my focus on what I want it to be on this time of year. So yeah, at church on Sunday, they, the sermon was about, about Advent, but about how Advent is supposed to like create in us a sense of longing. And he like Mm, challenged us, like, what are you longing for right now? And how instead of like our culture wants to satisfy, satisfy those desires right away, like, how can you let yourself sit in the longing for a little bit? And I was very humbled by that. because I was like, wow, I definitely am quick to be like, oh, I need a new coat. I'm going to buy it. And it'll be here yeah. in two days because I'm going to get it from Amazon. Like, but yes. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about that. Like, how can I, yeah, sit in the longing a little bit and allow that to like remind me of waiting for Jesus and I love Christmas that Day. So, so much. Yeah, it was good, but also very humbling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, all of this is humbling. I feel like I have exactly zero percent of all this figured out but it's fun to just sit in it and Mm -hmm. and study like this week is peace and studying what biblical peace means is has been humbling for me because it is a lot about waiting too actually it's not it's it's like a state of trust in your heart like if you look back at the story God knew that the world needed to be saved, and he promised that he would send a Savior to cover all of our sin once and for all and to make us right with him, with God. But the process of that was in his timing. So literally hundreds of years went by between the prophecy that we're going to read in Isaiah and when Jesus was born— But every single year that went by, every single day that went by was part of God's plan. And so as his people, we believe that this is purposeful in our lives. So it's just been humbling. And there's so much that I don't know and so much I want to know. That's so true. And like I would say, Emily and I, just for everybody that's listening, we do not have all the answers, like not even close. And we are not experts on Advent. We are not experts on peace. We're just kind of like, (laughs) this is important to us and we want to learn about it with y'all. So like we're bringing you stuff that we've learned, but we also encourage you to like continue to do your own research and 
read your like read your own books and do the Hannah Brinter yeah. study, whatever it is. But like, just know we are not experts. Like, I feel like we need to put that disclaimer out there. Like, oh, we're excited yes. about this, <laughs> not at all. But yeah. neither of us have gone to seminary. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just are excited about Advent and yeah. love Jesus and love being here and being a part of this. Yep. And we didn't mention this last week, but we do have a list of, I think, probably like five different books and devotionals that you could do. Um, Not all of them, obviously, because that would be too much. But you could pick one and go through it during this Christmas season or during Christmas break. So those are listed on our website under last week's podcast. I've been reading Hidden Christmas by Tim Keller, and it's like definitely a little bit wordy but also I'm learning so much so if you feel like and it's a book it's not a devotional so like read it as you Mm, want yeah um but I feel like that is a you just learn a lot I learn learning a lot of the context behind Christmas and the specific reason Jesus came when he did yeah that's so cool Before we dive all the way into peace, I just wanted to remind everybody that we have a playlist. And so last week we uploaded five songs that had to do with hope. And then this week we're going to add five more songs that revolve around peace. Yeah, And yeah, we'll be adding to that every week. So follow it and follow along with the songs that we add on. Yes. Okay, so I would love to dive a little deeper in on peace and specifically Advent peace. Okay, so I think we should start with talking about Isaiah 9. It's a prophecy about Jesus and Isaiah, he was a prophet and what a prophet was is they kind of told the people what God said is going to happen. So Isaiah is talking to the people and at this point things are looking pretty grim. Like, if you read the book of Isaiah, you get to this, like, finally you get to chapter 9, you're like, okay, something good is happening. But up until that point, it's like, talks about darkness and war. And then Isaiah comes in with this, and he says, it's Isaiah 9, verses 6 through 7. And it says, For unto us a child is born, for to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Okay, so if you think about the people that are hearing this, they are probably picturing in their head that God is going to send a king to overthrow the current government and he's going to be in our corner. In so many ways that did happen, he totally changed what religion was and he established a new covenant between us and God where we can come to him freely. And so we look at this now and and what Jesus did for us and we can see, oh, there was a plan. And, you know, they should have trusted God because why don't they just know that it's going to work out? But if you think about it, It was 700 years from the time that Isaiah prophesied this to the time that Jesus was born. Yes, 700 years. (laughs) Yeah, so this is like the truest form of trust the process. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy, and it blows my mind that that was God's plan. (laughs) But part of our faith 
is learning to trust that his plan is the best. That's actually pretty hard for me. And I think that the rest of my life, I will be working at trusting. But I think that trust in God is what leads to peace. But anyway, I just want to briefly talk about the four ways that Jesus is described in this passage. They say, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. So prince of peace is the one that we want to focus on and we'll get there last. But something that I think is interesting is that the first word, wonderful counselor, is probably a literal translation would be something like somebody who sits on the board or like on a council in a government setting. So he's a wonderful counselor in terms of a wonderful person to have ruling over you. But I don't know. Tell me if you think this is a stretch, Anna, but like I have always let my heart, just based on because of what I know about Jesus already, I've let my heart interpret that as he wants to counsel me, my heart. Like he is willing to listen. He knows what it feels like to be where I am and he wants to guide me through it. Yeah, it's very true. It's like easy to read that and I'm sure yes what you're saying is true of like it, it used to be somebody who sits and like counsels the government or whatever but right mm-hmm. I also think it's totally fair to interpret it as somebody like Jesus was sent to earth and he experienced everything that we experience and because of that like he is a wonderful counselor for us because he knows and understands and it's not a foreign concept to him Christianity yep. is the only religion that God comes to humanity and, like, lives among us as a human. Like humbles himself. And I just think that's incredible. Yeah, it's, like, so – I don't know. There's so much love in that. I don't know the right word for it. But, I mean, it's amazing that he's, like, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to experience what you're experiencing so then I can – be a counselor and not not so much more than a counselor, but you can like follow my lead and follow me as I've walked this earth as well. Yeah, like the way that he cares for us is different. And if you look at the four things that are listed, it's counselor, God, father, prince, and government. So they're talking about leadership and specifically the Israelites have been under terrible leadership for as long as they can remember, but they're describing the person that sits on the council as wonderful and Mm -hmm. mighty God, which I think makes sense because you would want your king to be mighty. But then there's everlasting father, which I think is really beautiful because there's such a closeness to that. And then the last one, prince of peace So instead of being a prince or a king who brings about war and violence, he is the prince that fights for peace and establishes that. Yeah. Emily, you looked up the definition of peace earlier. Will you read that? Yeah. The English definition of peace is freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. But the Hebrew word for peace is shalom, which you may have heard. And I was doing some reading on this earlier. 
the biblical shalom, biblical peace, means a sense of completeness and wholeness. So yeah, it means freedom from war, but it also, in a biblical context, meant that God wanted to reestablish peace and wholeness to the earth. He saw that humans had been affected by sin and darkness and they needed a savior. And so he sent Jesus as the vessel to bring that peace, that shalom. Yeah. So if the Hebrew word for peace is shalom and it's saying an inward sense of completeness or wholeness, like if you think about when you feel least at peace, like at least for me, when I feel not peaceful at all, not full of peace. It's when things feel jumbled or like my life is out of order. Right. Or chaos Same. is around is like coming around me. And what God is saying is that Jesus mm-hmm. is going to be the prince of peace. He's bringing wholeness and completeness. Yeah. And so, I don't know, like when I think about when I feel the most at peace, it's when things around me feel stable. There's a a steadiness that comes along with it, which I think is what God is trying to explain is like, my son is coming. He's going to be the prince of peace. He is bringing wholeness and completeness to this world that right now is wrecked with chaos. Right. And at that point, everybody knew that they weren't right with God. Every time they sinned, they had to take a sacrifice to atone for their sin. So the fact that once and for all everything was made right would have been completely unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's not just completeness and wholeness of the world. It's completeness and wholeness of our relationship with Jesus as well. Because yeah. Yeah, what you're saying is true all throughout the Old Testament. Like the people are told, okay, for this sin, you're going to sacrifice this way. And this, like... All these different things they're told to do in order, just in order so that they can be close to God. Gosh. And then when Jesus comes, like all of that is thrown out the window and we don't have to do any of that anymore. Right. And because we don't have to do any of that stuff anymore, it's almost easy to take it for granted that we can go to God freely in prayer and that we don't have to take a sacrifice to an altar to make ourselves right with him. I was reading the Hannah Brencher study on Sunday, and she was talking about how being church people who grew up knowing the story and knowing the answers can almost take away from the possibilities of what we can experience through this story. So I want to extend a challenge that we all, me and you included, just keep our hearts and minds and hands open as we're looking at this story again and see what God wants to do through it. Yeah. It is so true. It's easy to just kind of be like, yeah, I know, I know what happens. I've, I understand this. Like even we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but with Jesus being the Prince of Peace and what that would have meant like to the people that heard that up until those days, like up until that time, a prince was somebody who ruled Kind of with like an iron fist. Yeah, and then Jesus shows up and is the total opposite. <laughs> but really think about that for a second. Like I'm sure there was some disappointment that yep. came along when people were like, wait, he's the Messiah? One thing I read in that book I mentioned earlier, um, uh, Hidden Christmas by Tim Keller, is it's like when you read the Gospels, 
nobody has just kind of like a laissez-faire response to Jesus. Mm-hmm. People either hate him or they fall at his feet worshiping him, and there's like nothing in between. Yeah, and it makes me think that the people who responded to him in worship were the humble, the people that knew he could heal them, the people that knew they needed healing. And then the people who questioned him were people who had, I guess, more belief in themselves, like the spiritual people who had been studying this religion for their whole lives or the people that had money and didn't want to leave it behind. So it just makes me ask myself, you know, just in like a moment of trying to be truthful, like how am I responding to Jesus? How are we responding to Jesus it's really crazy to be like, okay, what's my response to Jesus? Like we are all we are all in the place of those people who need healing. But do we have the eyes to one recognize that that we need Jesus and we need healing and we can't do this on our own? And then two, to say like, yes, Lord, I'm going to fall at your feet. Like I don't want to have a laissez-faire response to Jesus, but I think that's like our culture kind of leans towards that more now. More than more than like hatred or falling at our feet worshiping, we're like, I'm just going to toe the middle line. Right. Yep. So that's kind of a challenge for all of us of like, how can we not toe the middle line and like worship Jesus this Advent season? And what does that look like? And what what can we bring to him saying, Lord, would your peace wash over this? Like what areas of your life feel chaotic and maybe feel like things are falling apart and you can say, Jesus, would your peace wash over that area? Mm, Yeah. Prayer I always pray is like, Lord, would your peace wash over my, just like wave after wave, would your peace wash over my heart and my mind today? I love that. Um, And I love the thought of him, like, like it washing over us, not just being given to us. Like it's a full experience Mm -hmm. of experiencing God's peace. Yeah. And just to add on, to that one more thought and this will be sort of our closing thought and I would love it if you would pray for us Anna but I was reading another Advent devotional this morning just kind of diving a little bit more into Advent peace and it was talking about the idea that yes Jesus came to bring us peace he is the prince of peace and has offered that to us as a gift and especially through the Holy Spirit we have access to his peace. But that's not where it was intended to stop, if that makes sense. It wasn't designed for us to just absorb all the peace and not give anything back. There's a role that he wants us to play in this world where we reflect out and initiate and grow peace on this earth. And so I just have a thought that maybe we add First, we pray, God, would you let your peace wash over me wave after wave in this area of my life where I need you? And then after that, God, would you allow your peace to flow out of my life and into all of these areas, my relationships, my job, my family, anything else that you can think of, and that that would be another exercise for our heart this week as we are focusing on peace. So Anna, will you pray for us? I would love to. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for coming to earth to experience humanity 
God, thank you that you are not a God who's far away, but that you understand that you are indeed a wonderful counselor, that you know what we're walking through, you've been there, and you can um, empathize with us. Lord, I just pray for this week. I pray that you would give us the courage to practice contentedness. I pray that we would um, understand what that means each day. Lord, would you open our eyes to what that means for us right now? What does it look like to practice contentedness? And God, I just pray that your peace would wash over our hearts and minds as we go through our day, that we would know that because we have hope in you, we can trust in your plan that there is peace to be had. And so, Lord, even in the midst of a crazy season, would we cling to your peace and your hope? We just say we love you and we trust you and we give you the rest of this day. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all we have for you today. So, <laughs> and it's pretty good stuff to work week on. Two. I know. One announcement for this week is if you maybe you saw this on our Instagram, but we have these beautiful prints from Eliza Price. She is an artist and one of our As You Are UGA girls, and she made these prints for us, and we absolutely love them. Yeah, they would she's be an so awesome. Amazing Christmas gift for somebody. So. Yeah. Check them out on our website or on our Instagram page. But if you order soon and like the next week, we can probably get it to you before Christmas. So definitely get those orders in um, while supplies last. Yes. And if you want to know about more stuff like this, you could just sign up for our newsletter. Go to ayaministries.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Type in your email address. I promise we will not spam you, but you would at least know about the print and our plans for upcoming exciting as you are stuff. So sign up and check back in on Wednesday for a little mini devotional on peace. Bye. Bye.